Behold the monster cookie. <laughs> oh dear, that thing is huge. Not to mention gargantuan. I ain't scared. Don't say that sort of stuff, guys. We don't want them to know they've gotten to us. I think we've got to them. Yeehaw. That's a good thing. Come and fight us. But of course, antelope. Antelope? The opposite of deer. Narrator, we can win this easily. All you have to do is morph into the giant bird like you did before. But I don't know how. Oh dear, are you sure? I'm sure for sure. Charge, monster cookie. <laughs> well, if you can't mutate now, we're doomed. Retreat! Close the door. Good thing that cookie is slow. Yeah, no kidding. Oh well, we're safe in the kitchen now. Good choice, Wings. After I ate Ginger Ginger Snap, I got pretty thirsty. I'm gonna drink a nice glass of ice water. Ow! What happened? These, These ice, ice cubes are hot! That's weird. Oh, I guess that's one of those things that'll happen because there is no control of the universe. Right, X-General? Yeah, I guess so. Hey, didn't you say that the box of cookies said extremely flammable on it? Yeah. Why? Well, that's how we can beat the Cookies of Doom. Ice cubes. But don't, don't we need, need a flame to set them on fire? No. Heat should be enough. Hairspray cans, you know, and that sort of thing, where it says extremely flammable, it also says do not expose to temperatures over whatever. Well, whatever you say, guess it's worth a shot anyway. Alright, here's what we'll do. We'll all load my catapult with ice cubes, and then I'll go fight the monster cookie. Sounds like a plan, Sam. It's too insane. Ow! These are hot! Come takes care of that. What next? Now we need to see what we can do about the scriptwriter. Oh yes, what should we do? Well, it's simple. All we have to do is go to a parallel universe, find the controller of that universe, and then have him write the scriptwriter back to life. That doesn't sound simple. Yeah, besides, we need to get out of this house fast. My house? My house is on fire! Quick, out the window. But my lovely mansion! Leave it, Fred. We'll come back later. The universe is more important than your house. 
Oh, fine. Whoa, that's strange. Whoa, that looks like a portal. Do we go in? It's closing, let's go. Everybody in. Where are we? I'm assuming we're in a parallel universe. Oh, goody! That means we can find the control of the universe and have him write the scriptwriter back to life and then go home, right? Yeah, that's right. But, of course, we have to find the controller of the universe first. We searched high and low, left and right, front and back, in and out of sight, inside out and in between. Through and through we came to see that this controller dude was pretty sneaky. This controller dude is pretty sneaky. Yeah, we haven't been able to find him at all. Of course. This, this is an entire universe. We might not be on the right continent, or on the right planet, or in the right solar system, or in the right galaxy. Well, when you say it like that, it makes it sound pretty hopeless. And how are we going to get back, too? Good question. I think we might be stuck here. Oh, look, narrator. What? What is it? There's a man over there who looks just like you. Whoa, that's weird. It's just like looking in a mirror. Hello, and welcome to my humble abode. Whoa, you sound just like me. Yep. Where am I? You live here? Yep. Who are you, dear? My name is Chris K. Manchefs, Fred. I'm one of the controllers of this universe. Wait, how did you know my name? Have you been listening to Strange Fairy Tales, too? Well, yes and no. You see, I created Strange Fairy Tales. No, the scriptwriter did. But he died in our universe, and... Yes, I know. He died while fighting the Keys of Doom for the second time in Fred's mansion. Then, since the universe was out of control, a fissure opened randomly under him, and as you said, Fred, it swallowed his body. Whoa, you're right. But how do you know all that? I think it's time that I tell you a little story. Once upon a time, in a distant, faraway place, there were two very good friends who were flying back to the United States from Moscow, Russia. And one of them was you? Yes, don't interrupt. Oh, sorry. So anyway, the two friends got bored on the long flight, and one of them, the one who wasn't me, began telling a story. It was about a girl who didn't have a name, and she was mistakenly believed to be a skilled taxidermist. She was taken to the king's castle and put to work making 500 guinea pig salt and pepper shakers. She cried for a while, and then her fairy godmother showed up. They made a deal that if the girl could guess the fairy godmother's name, the fairy godmother would do all the work. So the girl guessed many names, and at last she guessed the correct one, which was Fred. So Fred did all the work, and the girl moved to Alaska. I enjoyed the story very much, so I began telling my own story. It was about a girl named Augusta. I'd gotten the name as we were flying over Augusta, Maine. Anyway, Augusta was extremely stinky. She attended the prince's ball with the help of her fairy godmother, Fred, and found that the prince was just as stinky as she was. So they fell in love, and they were married. Then it was my friend's turn again. She told a story about a beautiful girl who fell asleep on her 84th birthday. She was born on February 30th, which comes four times a year. I don't remember the exact details of the story, but eventually a prince came and woke her up. 
Then our plane landed, but as we went to claim our luggage, I began a fourth and final story. It was about a girl named Gretzum who went on a quest to find the meaning of her name. She did a lot of walking, generally in sessions of seven days, seven nights, seven hours, seven minutes, and 142 nanoseconds. She eventually found out that her name meant she wasn't very smart. So that was how I got the idea for Strange Fairy Tales. What? You're not making much sense. Hey, I'm trying. Just be patient and I'll get to the point. Anyway, there are two things that I've always wanted in life. Fame and wisdom. I'm not quite sure how to go about gaining wisdom. I guess I just have to wait and experience life. But when I came up with the idea for Strange Fairy Tales, I finally knew how I could become famous. Podcasting. I figured that since I'm so lazy, sometimes I could have someone else make my podcast for me and then have them unknowingly broadcast it to my universe. Sure, your podcast is in your universe, but it also comes into mine, because I wrote that it would. So anyway, one day, I sat down and wrote the scriptwriter, a supreme controller of your universe, into existence. Wait, what do you mean, supreme controller? And didn't you say earlier that you were one of the controllers of this universe? Yes, I did, narrator. I am a writer. Like all the other writers in this universe, I am somewhat in control of the universe. With my writing, I can influence people, change their opinions with new insight on situations. I point out, through my writing, things that I have observed or mistakes that I have made so that other people can learn from them. Although I may not be wise, I share what little wisdom I have with the rest of the world. So how can you create a universe? Oh, sorry, I meant to say sub-universe. Your universe, the Strange Fairy Tales universe, is really a part of this universe. And yet, it's also a completely different universe at the same time. Hmm, I'm not making much sense. Let's see. Every writer, when they write something, is creating a sub-universe to this one, where their characters go around their lives, doing things and having adventures. Because of this, there is no such thing as fiction. What we think of as fictional stories are actual documentations of what happened in a sub-universe created by the author. There are many more events that happen in those universes than the author writes. For example, all I did was create the scriptwriter with the four ideas for scripts. He was floating amidst nothingness with only a pencil and paper, and a pencil sharpener, of course, and he wrote the script for Episode 1, and the Strange Fairy Tales universe came into existence. It had no history. Only what he had written had happened had happened. But then as time went on, the universe began to fill in the gaps, and the scriptwriter did that too. You know, he filled in some gaps with his script for a brief history of the universe. He wrote about what had happened a few thousand years before the universe began. That had not happened ever until he wrote it. And then it did. So you're saying that our universe created itself? The points that the scriptwriter didn't write? Yeah, that's right. No normal being can write every little detail for an entire universe. No normal being can control the universe. Yeah, good point. So, so what, what happened, happened to, to the scriptwriter? Ah, Toucan Sam. You haven't spoken in a while. I never thought of you, did you know that? Huh? You were the scriptwriter's own creation. I just gave him the idea for the first four episodes, remember? Was that one of those times again when he wanted to make it look realistic? Yeah, although I'm not sure that being attacked by a huge army of aliens is realistic. <laughs> well, at least not in this universe. But I guess it's his universe, and he can do whatever he wants. And on that topic, I'll answer your question, Toucan Sam. Finally! He did write in the script that he would die. Whoa! Huh? What? Oh. Yes. Again, he wanted to make it more realistic. 
He wrote in the script that he would be killed by the Cookies of Doom, and you four would be victorious over them. But it was never in the script that the narrator would mutate into a bird, or that the Cookies of Doom would come back with reinforcements. He had you draw them into a trap, and then he would all of a sudden pop back to life. Again, not very realistic, but he had a deadline and he was working last minute, so... But as soon as he died, all the scripts disintegrated, and the universe started to make its own decisions. You were right, ex-general, when the weather went crazy, it was because the universe sensed it was not going to have a controller for much longer. But since I created the creator of your universe, I can control it too. I was the one who allowed you to mutate into a giant bird, narrator. I was the one who made the ice cubes hot, and made the fire create beautiful statues. So my house isn't burnt, after all. Nope, it's not. And I made the portal to bring you here. Thank you so much, dear. And are you going to bring the scriptwriter back to life, too? Of course. It's already been taken care of. And I put in his head the knowledge of what happened so you don't have to bother explaining it to him. Well, time for you guys to go home. So long. Adios. Au revoir. Sayonara. Uh, goodbye. Can't think of any other languages. Of course you can, dear. There's Polish and there's Swedish and there's Czech or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Well, thanks everyone for listening to my podcast and sending me on my way to fame. Oh, and don't worry, because this isn't the last episode. Nowhere near the last episode. You may now clap. <laughs>